You never watched Whose Line Is It Anyway? 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 Really? You never watched that, huh? <laughs> it was it was a uh, an improv show that was on that was it was primetime. Drew Carey hosted it. Oh, it had no, Ryan really, Stiles and Colin Mockery. I saw him host uh, Price Is Right after Bob Barker. Did he die? Is Bob Barker alive still? Gen Z's, man. Live. What are we going to do with these people? Did you ever have chalkboards in your school or were you a whiteboard kid? We had whiteboards because I'm not old. Did you have chalkboards? Chalkboards in lower elementary, yes. We had chalkboards in college, so I guess I'm... Some of the classrooms had chalkboards. Midland Some of them. Their game Yeah, up. because Midland is still stuck in 1964. I found you the best car. Is this what we're starting with? Yes, we are, because I just I can't wait any longer. Okay. Should I just send you the link to it? Welcome, episode 37, Daily Motor Podcast. I'm going to yeah, send sure. it to you in Messenger because Facebook links haven't been working this week because Facebook Marketplace is a social experiment and they want to see how far they can go before they drive us insane. Okay. So let me just send this to you, Charlie. All right, send it to you on right, Messenger. Right. Oh, very fair price. Oh snap! I just I thought of you immediately. It's a thousand dollars. Everyone, oh. if you're if you're listening and you're not actually watching, well, you probably already know what what sort of car it is. But it's a two thousand Buick LeSabre Limited, allegedly. I don't know what that means. Charlie could probably walk you through all the different trim levels and what they mean. But it's got some aftermarket wheels. It's a very nice, rare shade of dark blue. Usually you see them in beige, and um, it looks quite nice for a thousand dollars. I don't believe these wheels are factory. No, they're not. And I don't much care for the blue. Also, no pictures of the interior. That's concerning. Yeah, it's fine. It looks like it has leather, actually. Yeah, the Limited would have leather. There was Limited and Custom. Custom was the base. Oh, Custom was the base. (laughs) Pulling a Subaru there. Yeah. $1,000 firm. I think it needs brakes or something. It needs a new battery, and it says it has a power steering fluid leak. Ah. It's just like Peggy, really. Yeah. That was the air conditioner telling you to purchase it. <laughs> ah, it is cool. Yeah. Problem is, is I already have a, a an old. This car. will just fit so nicely into your fleet, though, alongside the the town and country and the Escape Hybrid. All right. If someone <laughs> if someone gives us a super thanks on this podcast of a thousand dollars, yeah, I'll, we'll spend I'll it go, on a Buick Saber. Yep. So Moran, if you're listening, and you want to see Charlie get his Buick Saber, then. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's what Moran wants. Realistically, don't send it through YouTube. Hit us up on the Cash App, Cash Tag Daily Motor. Anyone who would like to donate to, to the, the Sabre Fund, to the Sabre, the the Daily Sabre. Maybe podcast. Albrand will. Albrand will hook us up because that's. You know, to be fair, Sabre drivers are probably one of their largest markets. Probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Sabre drivers, Buick Equinox or Buick Chevy Equinox drivers. That's that's a big uh, thing for them. Also, Charlie, I bought yes. you a Hot Wheels last week. Yeah. Did you want to read some of the info on the back first before we rip open the... Everyone, everyone this is new for 2022, a Hot Wheels... I think... What is what is the name? Factory Fresh is their line. Highly detailed, cutting-edge designs. Just get in the driver's seat and prepare to turn heads, which is a tad ironic, considering there's no driver's seat. There's no driver's seat. There's a seat. Yeah. I want, is this the same series that my... Uh, what is My it? BMW, BMW came from? Oh, no, Stu got this for me, right? No, no I got Stu you got that. this for me. Yeah, you got this for me. They put some little facts and figures on the back. I think, maybe they don't anymore, but they used to give you like a little description of like what the vehicle was. 
<clears throat> Designer Honda, born 2021, Tokyo, Japan. Meet the nicest motorcycle in town. Yeah. This small, iconic step through super cub became loved the world over for being affordable and practical and just good fun. Isn't there something like millions of those have been sold? It's like yeah, the most yeah, sold bike in the entire world. I think it's the most sold motor vehicle in the world. Let's see. Honda Super Cub. Wikipedia. Current popularity sales. We're skimming real quick. Uh, There's an EV mark. Really? Oh, that was just a concept. Yep. What would they do without the ring, 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 ring around the whole city? <laughs> It'd be too quiet. Super come line. You meet the nicest people. Design. Here we go. Um, in continuous manufacture since 1958, with production surpassing 60 million in 2008, 87 million in 2014, and 100 million in 2017, the Super Cub is the most produced motor vehicle in history. Variants include the C100, C50, C70, blah, 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 uh, as well as the Honda Trail series. Yes. 100 million. million. So there are more, probably many more, real Honda Super Cubs than there are Hot Wheels, which is yes. not the case for most vehicles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, 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 the Super Cub is an excellent, excellent little bike. And I, I end up, I've never ridden one. I plan to at some point soon. But Why don't you just ride that one? <laughs> I think you would quite like the Super Cub. Really? Yeah. Because it's the reason it was so it was so approachable is take a good look at it. It's sort of like a mopedy design. You step through it rather than like having to straddle it like a real motorcycle. Right. And it's actually a semi-automatic. Really? You can, it's four speeds. You can shift it, but you don't have to use a clutch. Oh. Yeah, you can just click, click, click. Yeah, so it's it, they made it. It's very fuel efficient, like 100 miles per gallon. Uh, it's the same motor that goes in the Grom. Okay. Yep. This guy's very much like the <laughs> Motorcycled up. No, he's got, yeah, right. He's got the boots, he's got the pants, the jacket, and he has like a dirt bike helmet on and gloves. The other thing, you on a, a super cup, which is good because that paid off well for you when uh, a Chevy Venture decided to ruin your ground. Yes. Yeah, that was a sad day. The Super Cub also is the feature of one of my favorite automotive uh, or car and driver photos of all time. This is a journalist John Pearlie Huffman riding in, uh, I guess I can put it up on the screen, but you can see it as well, riding a Honda Super Cub. It's not the most attractive uh, specimen, but... Honda gave that to him to ride out in California, and he only expected it to have like a month or so, and they, they like never picked it up for like three or four months. So he rode it all summer. He loved that thing. Wow. He likes just like his favorite little thing. So uh, yeah, on, um, that's just a, a funny photo to use as a lead photo, I feel like, out of all the like cool, sexy shots. Yeah. Look at this classy little I was going to say, it's pretty bike. cool looking. Yeah. Amazingly easy to ride. Four-speed sequential transmission, lever at the uh, left foot. Yeah. Centrifugal clutch and spring-loaded clutch plate handle engaging drive so the rider can concentrate on keeping a death grip on the left side of the handlebar. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'd love to love to ride one someday. I'm sure they're fun. And they make a, they make a, um, a very Chris Amos spec one. Oh. Is it the Super Cub Super Legera? No, no, not quite. Sorry, uh, off roady. Oh, it's the Trail One Twenty Five. Okay. Yep, yep. So it's like the Super Cub, but with extra ground clearance, as we learned today, is important, and has very bicycly tires. So yeah, and, and a and a big old um storage rack on the back. 
Yeah, and exhaust right up here so you can burn your hands very easily. Yeah, why is it like that? That's a big thing for your ground clearance. Because you don't want the exhaust down here getting dinged. Oh, sure. So they, route, they routed it So up. you just, instead of having, you know, an extra inch of ground clearance, you just burn your leg every you time you get on. Yes. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good good fun. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate this. So let's open this now. I keep yes. going back to my Facebook page. Natural. Which is still here, by the way. Oh, yes. Well, if anyone would like to see um, Alyssa's nephews, you're welcome to. Red wheels. Very nice. Do they spin? Of course they do. It's a hot wheels. Yeah. Flat wheels. I wonder if they did that to like help it not be so tippy. I think it's still pretty tippy. Yeah. Oh, see how that. long we can go without knocking that over. Yep. Yeah. How enthusiastic we get about something. Yeah. Welcome everyone to episode 37 of the Daily Motor Podcast. I am your co-host Charlie and we're here with Chris, Hi. I feel like we never introduced ourselves on the podcast. No. Well, if people have gone, th gone this long without knowing our names, then... You're you know. saying we don't have hundreds of new listeners tuning in each week? Maybe we do. Yeah. Maybe we do. Yeah. I th that's I true. That's, I think that's true. We typically get a very high like ratio on the podcast. Oh, I think okay. because it's anyone who does the... listen is are, are the dedicated followers. But a lot of people don't realize that while the dislike button doesn't show the, the meter on youtube videos anymore creators can still see mm. the like and dislike ratio yes indeed yeah yes so it's I, just not public it's not public also have you realized that youtube naturally organizes the comments in a video from like most positive at the top to most negative at the bottom yes i quite like that i like that too yeah sometimes i'll like i'll click on a video and i'm like oh wow this guy's got really good feedback on this video and then i keep scrolling and i'm like oh and then it's just like the last like 10 comments are all like you suck well you know whatever like throwing tomatoes yep so yeah it's, yeah it's funny that they do that but i'm okay nice. with it. sometimes I, I i will purposely read only the first like four comments and then be like it. wow i did a great job yep, on this and video. then close the video yep. <laughs> but yep. i don't i don't know i never watch my own videos once they're What's yeah, up? I should do a better job at watching some of your videos periodically. I've just always been so busy and you do a good job. I'm just Thank like, you. Eh, whatever. Every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll watch one just to be like, make sure you're, uh... and I'm still, I still have a very tiny bit of skepticism about your fuel economy test. Cause Chris seems to always get these amazing fuel economy results. I'm just a really good driver. And I'm just like, are you drafting too much? Are you like, I'm not know. drafting. Okay. I'm not right. drafting. The 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 Kona got similar to the Veloster that you tested last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. But there was another car recently that was like, wow, that got really good fuel. I don't know. Just like I don't think there were any recently that did really well. The Macan. Macan did decently, I think. Did yeah, but I mean, they always they usually always beat EPA. German cars almost always. Yeah. Japanese cars or Asian cars in general are usually fifty fifty, and American cars are usually only a quarter beat EPA. Yeah, the Mach One got twenty three, and EPA is twenty two. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, which again, when you think about it, for a car that aerodynamic, really surprising it didn't do better. Mm -hmm. Twenty three with a big like palm v8 if it was made by bmw it would have gotten like 40 yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well it is weird to think that like the v8 chevy truck did nearly 23 miles per gallon yeah it did really well i tested that which if you believe my result i forgot what it was it's above 20 was it yeah, yeah i know it was it was pretty impressive mm -hmm. um yeah there was something else recently that was really impressive i don't remember what it was i'm in the process of building a spreadsheet for all our fuel economy tests which 
you'll have to start adding to as you as you edit videos mm. it's, it's fairly simple you just fill out a yeah just uh, add it to the list and yeah be done yep, yep, yep. yep. but i i'm just it's something i want to have done months ago and still haven't gotten, gotten around to finishing but i want it to be able to be searchable for the the fuel economy enthusiasts and also for us when we want a quick reference to be like what did that car get again rather than having to bring up the video you can simply check the spreadsheet yeah that would actually that would be That'd pretty be nice. convenient yeah mm-hmm. and because i'm kind of a data geek i want to be able to sort it by like you know aspiration or if it's a hybrid or like not, lock or yourself like in your office one day and just sort it in all different sorts of ways mm-hmm. and just well that's why i know data. that the asian cars and the german cars and everything do those trends because at car and driver once when it was a slow day i took our, all of our data and organized it in those ways because i was i i was like i feel like the german cars always do well and sure enough it was three quarters of them bdpa whereas only a mm. quarter of the american cars bdpa yeah yeah I would want to own a German car for a short period of time, but anything I'd have to own for a long period of time, I'd go Japanese. Yeah, I think that's a pretty popular opinion across most people. Well, I think only most educated people. I think a lot of people are ignorant and don't realize that if you just want a car to work for a while, you got to go Japanese. Yesterday, I told Matthew to buy a $50,000 Bentley Flying Spur. So, I'm not very educated. (laughs) You're just implying that Matthew's not very educated. No, I'm the one that told him to do it because he was like, we were talking yesterday. He's like, I need, because for reference, my friend Matthew drives a Tesla and we were were out, yeah, Tesla Model Y. And we were out at uh, his lake house yesterday and he wanted to give myself and my girlfriend a tour of his town that he grew up in, which I've gone on the tour before, but my girlfriend hasn't seen it. Matthew is very much Adrian. And his lake house is 20 miles from Adrian and he refused to drive his Tesla to Adrian and back, which would have been a 40 mile drive because he was worried that the 220 miles of range that he had left wouldn't get him to Adrian and back and then back home. But back home is probably only 80 miles. Not even 80 miles. It's like 50 miles. So it would have been 90 miles total. And he had 220 220 miles. miles of range he had and he would not do it. So that turned into a, I mean, obviously I gave him, I gave him shit for it. Cause I was like, I was like, Charlie had a standard range and he used to go all over the place. Yeah. And then I was like, thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate and I was like, uh, why don't you just get some sort of like a beater gas car? He's like, yeah. He's like, I would love to have some sort of beater, like kind of like nice car that I can just like take to Chicago on a whim and not have to worry about it. And I was like, I can why picture not you get a $50,000 Bentley, uh, flying spur. Do those exist? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, you would only need it to work like once a month. I'm sure it would be fine. It's not like you, and that was the thing is like, if you can, if you can get away with having a shitty Bentley as a second car, mm-hmm. it really wouldn't be that bad because if it breaks down, then you just, Auto Trader has a check engine light. Wow. That's cute. Yeah. What, what are we supposed to do now? I don't know. Use this, uh, car gurus. Car gurus? Isn't their site like trash? Let's see. Is this who you typically use? No, I usually use um, Sean Bonet. <laughs> you just, whenever you have a, a casual interest in a vehicle, you message your friend and be like, how much could I get a Bentley Flying Spur for? All right, Bentley. And then he pulls one out of his ass and he just has it for me. I could see Sean Bonet finding a Bentley Flying Spur for you. Well, Sean and I, always, for, uh, Sean and I always give Matthew shit for not never buying a car because those are all very new and expensive. 85 is not too bad. We need like a 2012 or, f- yeah. Would he want a W12? Are they all W12s? No, they made a V8. No, they right? did a V8 one, yeah. 
So this That's one, only 75 grand. 75 grand. It's in Illinois. It's pretty nice. It's all-wheel drive. It's oh, a nice it's dark blue. blue. Does it have tan interior? Let's see. Yeah. It had, for those of you who don't know, Matthew insists upon a tan steering We should wheel. get Matthew here on the podcast one day. I yeah. think he would be really good. I think he'd have fun. Oh, it is tan. But tan. I think the steering wheel's I mean, black, steering which black. is yeah. unfortunate. God, this is a great car. That is a beautiful car. Holy crap. Is the flank spur built in the same platform as the A8? Or is that just the Continental? I don't know. Okay. Oh, it does have a tan steering wheel. There's tan wheel. on the steering wheel. Does Can that you count? send me that? I'm, gonna, I'm about to send that in, in our group chat. And be sure. Like, buy oh, this. it's wood too. Tan and wood. It's a 2014 W12. How many miles on it? See if we can see fifty-six thousand miles. That seems like a fairly good amount. That you wouldn't be quite reliable. It's a fourteen. You wouldn't feel bad about it about putting miles on it because it's already got miles. It's somewhat modern. Yeah, that shifter is from the early two thousands, but it works. Heated and cooled seats. Yeah, not bad. Two screens. Clearly, none of those will go bad. Sure, they're very comfortable seats. Yeah. All right. I will just send it to me on Messenger. Ultimo Motors East. That's a little sketchy. Does the it dealer have, rating is four and a half stars out of twenty nine reviews. Does it have a clean title. Did we look at that? It's got to. Do you see like a? Ooh, it's been on car gurus for one hundred forty four days. That's not a good thing. Title check. Well, probably just because they're asking too much money for it. It says it's a Texas car too. Clean Carfax Texas sedan. Dark sapphire metallic with dark bourbon leather. Bourbon. Bourbon. That's a good that's a good color to have. Bourbon. Let's uh let's Google these guys real quick. Let's see what the Google results are. Four point five stars. Out of four hundred and fifty seven reviews. Where's oh, it West? looks like a legitimate ass dealership though. Like it's a big Yeah. Oh yeah. This seems like a proper place to buy a Bentley. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Where is that West West? Westmont direction. Oh, it's like Chicago suburbs. It seems like it would be, yeah. yeah. Seems like a good place to buy a Bentley. Yep. Cool. So, hey, when you guys are out in Chicago this weekend, we'll Matthew could come home. And, yeah, you could drive his Tesla back and then... Uh, oh, you think we're taking a Tesla out there? Oh, yeah, you you're right. He wouldn't even drive it to Adrian. No. Home back. <laughs> he, dude, he won't even... I'm surprised he ever even drove it to Midland. He drove it to Midland a couple times and I'm shocked that he did that. All right, I'm going to Facebook this to you and then... We're going to stop showing the viewers my Facebook page. He's taking his dad's Buick out to Chicago. You're going to love what sort of Buick it is, too. I know. I already know. I already know. <laughs> Why? The guy... Matthew, I know you're listening. <laughs> oh, we're... Someone is coming to bring uh, the Ionic 5 right now. Oh. Are the keys in the Kona? Yes. I think you left them in there. Yeah. In the so if you're listening right now live somehow and you'd like to come steal a Kona. Or an Integra. Or an Integra. Are they, are they taking the Integra also? It should be, yep. Yep. And also pick up the Integra. Yep, they are. <laughs> They're going to show up at Chris's and be like, where's the Integra? Yeah. No, I, I gave them plenty of heads up. Oh, the cub fell. What cub? The cub. The cub? Oh, no. Oh, we didn't make it too far into the podcast. You can put it on the Hummer. Hey, well, that worked surprisingly well. This week is a busy week at Daily Motor headquarters because Chris and I are going to be driving the new Hyundai Palisade tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Have you spent time in the Palisade? Yes, in the gray one that we had last year during okay. winter. All right. 
it was a uh i'm thinking of jeep summit reserve um calligraphy it was a calligraphy Ooh, palisade nice. this will be a fun little uh fun little drive because you and i get to drive down to ohio a few together, hours right we're going yeah together car. yeah yep and we'll test out the sound system Mm-hmm. By listening to ourselves talk, we're going to listen to our own podcast on the way down the whole yeah, way. We, we could have just recorded a pod, an episode of the podcast in the car and just worried. Why don't we go live? We might actually, because I don't think I'm on a live drive today because today's already hectic. Oh, yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll so live maybe, drive. We, we might live drive tomorrow. And uh, the said event is in the best state. Though, you know what? I'm excited because I haven't spent much time in Ohio, in, at least in like the so called pretty part of Ohio. You know, like it's going to be in a nice spot, allegedly. Yeah, we're spending time on the one great lake that's ever caught on fire. Why is it caught on fire? Pollution. Mm-hmm. Like specifically in the Ohio area? It was the Cuyahoga River that comes out of know. Cleveland. Oh, okay. And goes into Lake Erie. So, they, they, they polluted it so badly in like the 70s that it caught on fire and burned for like a few days. Because how do you put out a fire that's on water? You don't add more water. <laughs> add more chemicals. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, let's see here. How do you spell Cuyahoga? C-U-Y. Let's start with this. Cuyahoga National Park, and then we'll erase that. River fire. Oh, did it catch on fire again in 2020? It did. Interesting. 51 years later, the Cuyahoga River burns again. It's a very dramatic black and white photo there. Yeah, that was, uh, it, it, they should really ought to colorize that because it would look much worse, but you can see how badly that was on fire. I should cast this tab. Anytime a website opens in a new tab, it screws up our casting. But yeah, it was quite dramatic. It burned for a long time. And then, uh, did it, why wouldn't they have fire uh, photos of it burning again? There we go. August 25th. Hmm. That's good. So, uh, moral of the story, Ohio sucks, but Chris and I are going to be going there to the quote-unquote beautiful area. You ever go to Cedar Point? Yes. Yeah, it's in the same neck of the woods where we're going. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kind of on the way to Cedar Point. How far is the drive from here? Probably only like two hours. Two hours. But they, they probably have a drive route for us. I doubt we're just going to take the highway the whole time. Yeah. That'd be boring. Yeah, they do have a drive route. Yeah, although that is kind of the point of having a palisade is just having highway drives be Float easy. Float down the highway. Yeah. Well, what if we want to do some spirited driving on the way there? It's then, probably going to have a V6, right? Yeah. They all should. Have V6. Let's check out the 2023 Palisade. There shouldn't be any sort of embargo on this. No, because they, already had, the big they already had the main event. Yeah. Does it look any different? Yeah, I've got a facelift. Looks like the Sequoia now. Mm-hmm. I've always quite liked the Palisade. Yeah, it looks sharp. It does. It looks better than the new Telluride. I was going to say, that's the thing, is the Telluride got worse, so all the Palisade had to do was be the same and or better, and it looks like it kind of did. 291 horsepower. Mm-hmm. 27 MPG is not fantastic for this. Well, it's a V6. Yeah, I know. Calligraphy gets up to 40. That's a $50,000 Hyundai. XRT is the base? No, that's probably like the mid Yeah. The Zert. SE, SEL. It'd be cool if they gave us just a base SE to like try out, like spend time in that. Yeah. Will Matthew be cross with you if you prefer the Palisade? He's always cross with me when I talk about Hyundais because he's like, why? He's like, I'm just not a Hyundai person. I like the Kia. Well, he works at Kia, so, you know, obviously. This is actually kind of sharp. Look how they made the the two headlights there. 
identical oh, wow. to the uh, they the fit grill. right into the grill. It sort of looks like an extension of the grill. That's that's clever. That's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be a nice cruiser. Should be a good. Time. You know, it's going to be a calligraphy trim. Yeah. Yeah. And we should be able to drive a few other Hyundai SUVs while we're there. Although I can't really think of too many Hyundai SUVs we haven't spent time I can think of one that I want to spend time in while we're down there. The Kona N? Yes. Great transition because this week we did have a Kona N here at Daily Motor Headquarters. And it was I think it's fabulous. safe to say in our top four best cars for 2022. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent little package. Well-priced. What, like 36 grand? 35? Starts at 34. Is that before destination though? Yeah, so probably, probably thirty six thousand. Yeah. I, I don't doubt there's maybe. many options you can add to no. that thing. It's probably mm -hmm. just pick, pick, pick color. your color and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of the newer performance compact cars are. Which I'm fine with because it wasn't lacking anything really. No, had everything you needed. Lots of pops and burbles, and just such a good little package. It's 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 hard to deliver that a description of the Kona N without like saying pops and burbles. Saying pop. Well, and also just like taking somebody out in it because it's just like. <sighs> yeah i just want to keep it we're gonna ask michelle tomorrow about buying it which i'm sure the tofu doesn't listen to our podcast He's probably the one person on earth who doesn't listen he's got other things to do but chris we're gonna ask for you because i know you're we're listening. gonna ask i know but he's like would you guys be interested in doing a long term or like i'll toss in some money i'm like chris we're broke like yes we are poor i, I don't know yeah you have what seven cars at this point yeah and i have three we have 10 cars between us none of which we really ever drive right, or can't two, afford two press cars all the time and i have three motorcycles so oh so you have six vehicles i have six vehicles you have seven yeah <laughs> and we never drive any of them because we're always driving the press cars as much as i'd love to have a kona n around there's just no i time. cannot justify putting more than two dollars a month toward this car there's there's no just no time i wish i wish humans didn't require sleep honestly because you'd spend more time driving done. cars yeah think about how much we could get done if we didn't have to sleep this would be eight more hours a day we could spend out on the road mm -hmm. filming driving working you might drive your cobalt every now and again then. yeah i've been paying insurance <laughs> on that car i really shouldn't be no you really shouldn't be you 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 need to look into just getting some some sort of blanket coverage, and then just for like all of your like an umbrella policy for all your cars. That's like I drive them once a month, you know. Type yeah, thing. Mm -hmm. that'll just cover you legally or something. Although you probably have full coverage on your Cobalt. Oh yeah, if you're paying full coverage on a car, you haven't so much as I've driven, driven it twice this year. I think. Oh, we can. Uh, the Hyundai would like Any to ask us some questions about HyundaiUSA.com. Three-minute survey? That would be an entertaining podcast for us to spend three minutes answering surveys on HyundaiUSA.com. Uh, William Long, message us quickly if you'd like us to answer the survey. Yeah, yeah no, the, the Kona N was was quite good. I, I do... The Topher is considering getting... I mean, not even considering at this point. He's planning on getting a Civic Type R. And... I think the Kona N will be a more fun daily driver than the Civic Type R. Yeah, the Civic Type R is going to take itself very seriously, whereas the Kona N just burps, farts, torques, steers everywhere, and is extremely <laughs> stiff. In our video wrap, you, you, you all have to watch. We try. I floored the Kona without touching the steering wheel, and, and Chris watched with his camera, and the whole thing yanked to the left. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a, it's I've a never handful. seen anything like that before, and the closest thing I've seen is I distinctly remember as a kid watching an episode of Top Gear when they were reviewing the second-generation Europe-only Focus RS, which was front-wheel drive with like 300 horsepower. Yeah. And Jeremy pulled it out on the runway, 
and he floored it and it just like yeeted the wheel to the left. And as a kid, I was like, how does it do that? Like, that's so strange. And now seeing that today and after experiencing this Kona N all week and like now I get it. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense because the front wheels have to do so much. Like they've got a steer, they have to put down 276 horsepower. Like it's, it's crazy. And that thing is a handful when you're obviously, you know, you can look at it and laugh and be like, Oh, the steering was moving. But when you're actually trying to hold on to it, it's like, Oh, you really got to hang on. Mm-hmm. Like Emily was laughing at me. Like I was like driving this thing hard. And she's like, she's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because the car is <laughs> trying to rip the steering wheel out of my hands. Yeah. <laughs> but then the other thing that makes the Kona so good is when you put it into normal or eco mode, it's a totally it's normal, yeah. chill daily car. I like the, excuse me, the speed of the steering. It's a very direct steering. And because of the short wheelbase and the big front tires, it it's so satisfying to turn into any corner. Whether I bet just, it would cop a wheel in autocross. Yeah. It, it would totally three-wheel. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's satisfying to drive aggressively into a sweeping corner, and it's satisfying to even just drive smoothly into a grocery store, like, entrance ramp. Like, it's just the, the every input in that car is quite satisfying. Yes. And you know who helped tune the Hyundai N cars? Uh, Chubba Chetta from Car and Driver. Really? Yeah. In, in his retirement, Hyundai has paid him as a consultant to fly him out to Korea to rip on their cars and, and give them improvements. Because you know how we've talked in the podcast before about why don't companies bring on journalists to help make their cars better? That's why the Hyundais are so good. That's why the N cars are so good. Wow. Yep. Well, I know they also have a former member of the BMW M team. They have a lot. Yeah, they had Albert Bierman yeah. lead the N department for a while. He's just now retiring, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, they, the yeah, the things that made BMW M cars good 15 years ago are what's making the N cars good now. Yeah, they're just... Uh, I love them. I want one. And it's fitting for us to bring that up because we also had an M car this week. Yeah, and very good transitions this they, week, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really on good. It. Job. That's what happens when we record at ten uh, thirty. I'm morning. like not even a lot awake yet, so right. I'm glad yeah. that you're kind of leading this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also had an M car, and we hardly drove it. I think that is the most telling uh, description. We between probably put like M and N. We probably put like fifty miles on it. No, we probably put more than that. Somehow we put more because it was nearly empty. The gas cool. tank was nearly empty. I think. Could someone have siphoned gas? We should have checked the odometer. Because. Let's think about this for a moment. I drove. I did the day drive, and I did the sound test, and I didn't. I didn't, didn't dri- really rip on it. Well, I mean, I obviously ripped on it for the day drive, but it, I that's 20 miles total. Okay. Like I maybe did. it was down above a quarter. Hospital and back, which was probably also 20 miles. Yep. I drove it to dinner and back once also. That was only to downtown Arbor. That's another 20 miles. I don't think it ever. Miles. Yeah. Okay. So I, I probably drove it 40 miles total. And I probably drove it 20. Okay. So we, we put 60 miles on it. I think someone siphoned our fuel. But how would they have gotten into the into it? Because the, the fuel door locks when the car's locked. And the car was out there locked the whole time. Mm, Touche. Do you think it just got that poor fuel economy over 60 miles that it took three quarters of a tank? I, I, I feel like that's hardly possible because that's... I, it took like 10 gallons this morning. Maybe they It'd delivered it. Get like may, they may have delivered it to us on three quarters and it may just have not shown. Because you know how BMW fuel gauges? Sometimes. They're very little at the top and they're very little at the bottom. But the middle of it is like big what day did you shoot your night drive it was over the weekend wasn't it no it was way earlier this week I did the when drive. did you shoot your infotainment 
Did you probably didn't shoot infotainment on this car, did you? No. Oh no, we did. No, I didn't do an infotainment, or did I? We no, talked I about you doing it I didn't because do it. we're like X3 owners are going to need to know how to use their Yeah, you put a question mark up there, though. I don't think okay. I did it. Okay, fair enough. What well, I, do? I don't think I did it. That's all we have to say about the X3 on is that maybe we had our fuel stolen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but either way, it, it was a very impressive car, and I could see why people would want to drive one. But you and I have spent a little bit of time both here and out in California in the X3. Um, it's just like... I just, I just have no desire. We have no desire. That's yeah. why I spent... My whole week in the Kona N, because I, that's really saying something. I, we both prefer to spend time in a Hyundai over a. Yeah, that costs half as much. I honestly feel like I would have spent time in the Kona N over most M cars, to be honest, unless we had something that I haven't driven yet, like an M8. Yeah. Or like an X5M. Well, you remember how we, uh. That's interesting looking. Oh, the new X1. We need to get that. That is ugly. But again, better to be ugly than, than boring. That. We recently had the opportunity to have an M3 competition X drive, and I was like, meh. Well, we just we drove the M4 uh, X drive. Yeah. It's very fast. And it's nauseatingly a, fast. Here's the thing you all have to understand expensive cars, fast cars, doesn't translate to fun cars. And there are a lot of times in life that you would be, you'd have more enjoyment daily driving or regularly driving or whatever a cheaper vehicle because it adds an element of lightheartedness to it you're not quite as concerned chris can go to a, a restaurant and not feel like he has to park very far away to make sure no one dings it or that you're going to curb a wheel and it's going to be twelve hundred dollars to replace i mean that's part of the reason the kona n is so much fun yeah, 30 grand 30 yeah 30 chris could total that car and be like well here you go, Hyundai. Like I'll, I'll, I'll have a loan payment on a car that I don't own for a few years. Like, boo. It, it wouldn't like entirely bankrupt. Well, hopefully, you. the insurance would cover. Yes, me, obviously, but. insurance would cover it. But like, worst, worst case scenario, yeah. Hyundai was like, "You did this. Our insurance isn't covering it." And if State Farm was like, "Screw you. We're not covering it either," you'd be like, "At least I'm not like you know yeah. poor for the rest of my life." Whereas a BMW, I mean, this X3M would be much, much worse. Obviously. Yeah, so and it would get progressively worse with every other M product. I think mm. the only M product I'd be more interested in driving would probably be the M2. Which doesn't exist yet. Right. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. But let's go back. I am curious. Is there an X3M without the competition? Yeah. They're all X3M. You have to add the competition package for $7,000. $7,000. Yeah, but you do get 30 extra horsepower. That is important. You don't get extra torque. You just just horsepower. Does it just rev higher or something? I don't know. So here are all the M's right now. M3 sedan, M3 competition sedan, M3 competition X-Drive sedan, M4 coupe, M4 competition coupe, M comp M4 competition X-Drive coupe, M4 competition X-Drive convertible. This is like uh, like a Porsche lineup. It really is. M5 sedan, M8 competition coupe, M8 competition convertible, M8 competition grand coupe, X3 M sports activity vehicle, X4 M sports activity coupe. <laughs> X5M sports activity vehicle. X6M sports activity coupe. What's the worst one? Probably the X4 or the X6. The X6M sports activity coupe is not great, but I think M4 competition X-Drive convertible is probably the worst mouthful. Which that was a car that we had that I actually, I, I liked that car. Yeah, it was we too had good though. The DM rally, you're right. It was, it was quite too, good. It was very good and almost too good. So this starts at seventy-two grand for the well, really yeah, so seventy-four after 70, destination. Seventy-nine would be the uh, 
what you call it, the competition. So it's an option? You can get Sao Paulo yellow on the X3. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sao Paulo yellow is that hideous highlighter color, isn't it? Yeah. I, I thought it was so. the darker yellow. Competition package. Experience pure high performance and ultimate motorsport feel with the specially developed competition package. That's exactly what you need in a With 30 in additional horsepower. The competition package allows for even more dynamic driving, delivers faster acceleration, and a bunch of other crap. So actually, I feel like an X3M non-competition might kind of be a cool car. Because then it, I bet you the ride's a little smoother, the, the the tuning might be a little bit more calm. It might not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. You have anything else to say about the X3? No. Okay. The taillights are growing on me. Good. When you look at it this way, it looks like it doesn't have wheels. It looks like it's just floating. <laughs> the third car. Technically, actually, it kind of had four cars at DMHQ this week. That's true, but we didn't. Well, I guess you filmed the one. I didn't even. I drove I didn't it for end up filming minutes. the tag. You didn't? No, I should have, but I didn't feel like working yesterday. Daily Motor top tip. <laughs> if you don't feel don't like working work. on a holiday, don't work. <laughs> Third car we had was the Mustang Mach 1. Admittedly, I liked it more than I expected. To. It was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. The tough thing with the Mustangs is, is twofold for me. One, they're, the power is all up at the top of the torque of, of the rev range. So you really got to work for it. And it's a smooth power. So this this five liter revs very high for a for a production engine like that that large, but you gotta work for it. You can't just come out of a corner in third gear and just math throttle and and really pull away. It's fact, really seven thousand RPM to seventy four hundred RPM is when you have peak is. power. And you got embarrassed by oh god. Okay, here's a good story for the podcast. I was merging onto the highway, and it was it's it's one of the merges where you start from a, a red light, and it was me. In the Mustang Mach 1, and like a couple cars behind me, there was an Audi, what I believe to be an A8, big body Audi sedan. And I get on it, I'm like rowing through gears in the Mach 1, right? I'm at like the top of third gear, and I get passed, like very passed, by an Audi A8. And to be fair, those probably, yeah, they probably only made 300. Maybe, maybe it was an S8. It may have been an S8, but. I don't know, it big old it chrome wheels on it and stuff. And um, I think it may have been because I was instinctively shifting gears at 6,000 RPM. Yeah. Just because like, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at the road. It doesn't sound enjoyable to rev that engine all the way no. up. It feels weird. Yeah, so I'm like probably shifting at 6,000 RPM. So I guess I'm not, you know, like fully driving. I was probably driving it at like eight tenths. But yeah, I got like flown by, by an yeah. Audi A8 with big chrome they may have even been spinners. They were like ridiculously huge chrome wheels. And uh, he almost crashed. Also. Oh, good. Yeah, because there was a car merging like way in front of us. It was an Explorer Sport Track, nice. which was obviously merging at 40 miles per hour <laughs> under the highway. And he came up. Um, now, this doesn't reflect how fast I was going. But he came up on this Sport Track going probably 100. And he had to go like basically full lock on the brakes. And he's flashing his headlights at him and stuff. And he... Literally goes around him, cuts across four lanes of traffic over into the the, the farthest left lane, and just phew, gone. Never saw him again. Gotta love I ninety four. Yeah, Degen City. Major Degen. Yeah. Do you like the Explorer Sport Track? Yes, 
I think it's kind of neat. If Buttman ever gets one in on the use lot, I'd like to compare it to the Maverick. Oh, yeah. They get them sometimes. They may have one. I feel like they always have one there. No. I know they didn't have one when I went and reviewed some cars recently. Because, like, they made those and up until, like, 2012 or something. Yeah, 2011. Cool, yeah. Cool they, trucks. Yeah. Yep. They kind of have the same um, spirit as the Maverick. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like the Maverick, Maverick's uh, pre-evolution successor or predecessor. Predecessor, rather. yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> It looks, it looks like, like the, the cheapest, cheapest car is a 2013 Edge with 203,000 miles on it. Wow. God. Someone traded their car in after 200,000 miles. 200, good for them. Miles. How much do you think they want for it? 2013, you said? Yeah. 200,000 miles? They want 7,500. 99.91. 10 grand they want for this thing. Someone's gonna, someone is going to go in here and pay 10 grand, probably more because they're going to have to. Paperwork and stuff. It's probably going to be more. Stu's so, going to charge him administrative fees. No, Stu, I, Stu probably wouldn't even sell this car. Stu's very particular about what he will, about what he will sell. Wow. Um, as, as we can see from the cars around our shop. Right. Well, Stu, Stu doesn't want to screw anybody over. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of Echo Sports, which we do still need to film an Echo Sport together. Yeah, and it would be good to do one that isn't a press vehicle so that we can roast it. Yeah. So they have a ton of Echo Sports. Let's do that one of these weeks that I don't get two press cars for us. Let's go to Butman and review an Echo Sport. We'll go get an Echo Sport. A used one that'll be even better. We can try to find elements of the previous owner in there. So no Explorer tracks? I'm looking. Here, I need to, I need to fill. They have a Bronco Sport on the used lot? That'd be kind of cool. They're probably asking more 35, than 35,000. Yeah, and it's a big more bend, than it was new. So it's probably more than it was new. Mm -hmm. Great. The world we live in right now. Yep. Anyway, getting back to the Mustang, the other problem with the Mustang is every input is muted. Did you notice that? It's like it's like a glazed donut with like a perfect like glaze over everything that the clutch, the shifting, the steering, the braking, the accelerator all feels like it's been like boomerized. Like it's okay. Yeah, it's smooth. This car won't hurt. Glazed you. donut is yeah, that's that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. And it isn't scary to drive. You can you could no. like throw the thing into corners and it just grips, it, right. which <laughs> sort of has to do with the 305 section um, mm -hmm. Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2 tires. But. Right. But it makes it so as a driving enthusiast, you feel like you don't have to work for the car. It's, it's kind of the opposite of the Kona where the, the, that rawness isn't there and you feel like you're kind of being cheated a little bit. Yeah, it's not like driving a Camaro. No. Uh, Daily Motor top tip, if you want a muscle car and you enjoy driving and not having your car stolen, get a Camaro. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Definitely not bringing in Stellantis into this or anything like that. No. He shouldn't even have said their name. I, I don't think we've ever gone one of these podcasts without saying the S word. <laughs> or the F word, I suppose. If, if it FCA. Was, yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> To be fair, we have one. We have one just sitting right here. So yeah. What are the other two cars that are on the other? A covers? Chevy Monza, I think. Okay. What is this? And is that a? a no, it's a. Hey, what is that? Is that a Triumph over on the far? It looks like a Monza or an Oldsmobile yeah, something. Yeah, Triumph. TR6 a Triumph over there on that side. Uh, yeah. TR6. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we need to shuffle those up. Get some new covers going here soon. Yeah. But the the cool thing about the Mustang, what I still appreciate, is 
you can't help but feel cool in the driver's seat of a Mustang. Yeah. It really just, mm. yeah. especially a, a, a special Mustang. Like, a, yeah, a, this a one was edition. red. What's the color of the red? The Race name red. Of, Race red. Race riot red. And it's got the Mach 1 uh, font, which we know I'm a big fan of the font. He likes font. Yep. He and it, font it does it for me. The, the, the colors kind of work. Everything. I've only seen Mach 1s in gray. And I was, jet gray. I was over those, yeah. but the red does it for me. Mm-hmm. The yeah. one I drove at the Ford press event was highlighter yellow. Ew. Like, like, like the GT 500 yellow. Yes. It was that color it was yeah, of the press car the GT 500. We had that couldn't have looked good. No, it didn't. No. And it was an automatic. So it sucked all around. Yeesh. Yeah. If you all didn't pick up, this was a very much a manual that we had or else we wouldn't even be discussing the car because it would have sat and we would have driven the X3. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah no the, the mustang's still cool and remarkably it doesn't feel that dated yet that's a cool thing about mustangs is you care more about the world around you than you do like you're not concerned yeah. about the interior it feels bits. a little dated it still has sync 3 yeah yeah sync 3 which i think came out in 2015 yeah but they've updated right. it it runs quite a bit smoother now yeah yeah no, I mean, I think Ford has been listening to us because all, the last couple Fords that we've had, the infotainment systems have been decently smooth. Like even on the Lightning, it lagged a little bit, but it was better than I remembered that system being in the Expedition. Yeah, well, we know manufacturers listen to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good ideas. Soon we're going to see an announcement for a Harley Davidson Lightning, and then we're going to have to sue Ford. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have it documented. They've got on the, <laughs> the, the it, with in-bed charger for your electric Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Yeah. And bed mounts and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they literally sold it with like a wheel chalk in the front and like the charging adapter right in there. Genius. I apologize. I'm having some hungry burps. <laughs> Excuse me. Edit that, was, that out. That was Chris. Can edit that out? You edit that out? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay. I'm the one who edits the podcasts. Third car we had at Daily Motor headquarters this week, sorry, fourth car, was the Acura Integra. Six-speed manual. Six-speed manual. A-spec. And the Topher described that car excellently when he was first giving it to us. It's like the Civic Si in nice clothing. Yes. I actually quite like the look of the Integra in person. I think the rear, t- the taillights look really nice. Headlights just kind of look like an Acura, but that's fine. Interesting point. Acura's infotainment system works so much better as a touchscreen. <laughs> Really? Yeah, because you know, in all the other Acuras, you have it, so. you have to do the stupid touchpad, the double-sided touchpad. Yeah, and the the touchscreen works so well. Just swipe, 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 click. What a concept! However, I decided I would not have the Integra. Oh, okay. Tell us about why you think that. Because I'm still young, mm. and to be more scientific about it, the negatives of the Civic still carry over to the Integra. Because in the Civic, it's got kind of a, a loud, uh, you hear a lot of, of road noise, the ride's a little firm, but you're okay with it because you're on a Civic. Yeah. When you have an, an Acura badge in front of you and the ride is still firm and there's still a lot of road noise, you start to be a little perturbed by it. Okay. Now, the Topher did point out the Integra makes sense as a CVT, whereas the Civic makes sense as a manual. So I, I could see getting the Integra as a CVT. I see someone like Alyssa getting that car. In fact, we had four adults in it. They all fit well with some luggage. We were all comfortable. It's a hatchback, isn't it? Yeah, it's a liftback. And actually, Alyssa and I, um, I believe I can, um, I don't want to go through my photos right now, but Alyssa and I took a trip to Ikea and and also grocery shopping 
let's see, we went to the farmer's market, we picked up a plant, and we went to Ikea all on the same trip. And because of the liftback design, you can sort of just set things into the back. You don't have to kind of climb in like a, like a trunk. Would you say that it's perfect yeah. for adventure gear or no? No, because there's no cladding. Mm. No plastic cladding cannot adventure in it. Can't adventure in that car. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to get the you HRV. Know, we did do our swap on loose gravel. Yeah, so I'm surprised that uh, either car either car made the journey of the 10 feet into the loose gravel. So I am glad that Hyundai didn't put plastic cladding on the Kona. I know. Oh, I know. That thing would look so silly with black plastic cladding. Yeah, there's already so much design into the car yeah. to begin with. Yeah. 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 But, but I, I liked the Integra. I got 35 miles per gallon in, in all sorts of driving. I've kind of figured out how to mitigate the rev hang. You have to like fully take your foot off the accelerator, then push in the clutch. And then the, the ECU kind of understands that you're trying to shift. Yeah. If there's any sort of uh, like crossover, it blips the throttle way too much. You have to wait three seconds for it to come back down. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a nice car. The ELS sound system was like maybe a tier, like just barely maybe. Okay. I'd have to spend more time with it to really adjudicate well, we it. Try and spend some time with it. I think soon. we probably will. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool car. I, I could see, I could see why someone would own it, but I would just get the Civic. I mean, the Civic's such a good deal. Yeah, Civic. I love the Civic. Well, we love, in fact, grand. we love it so much that it was car of the year. It was car of the year. You're right. Last year. Yeah. yeah. This year it's, it's going to be the Kona, Kona N or Kona. the Macan S. Yeah. Yep. Or <clears throat> Ionic Five. The car that's coming next week, the. Porsche 911 oh, GT3. Right. GT3. Yeah. You I'm won't vote for that, though, because you can't use it for more than one thing. And you all, you only vote something car of the year if it's usable for... No, no, no. You're misunderstanding. It should be optimized for, for its, one thing. For its one thing. Yeah, and it right. will 100% be, which is driving enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, it could definitely be car of the year. All right. Yeah. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But I've heard that the 992 is not as good as the 991. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hate it. <laughs> this week, before the 911 at Daily Motor headquarters, we have another three cars. Starting off with the Infiniti Q60. We for have forgotten what trim it is. I, we're actually never told. It's, it's an S? It just says S. I don't know if that means it's the 400 horse model or not. Well, the key is plastic. Q60S. Coming to a dealership near you. Well, that Q60 looks good. QX60, sorry. So let's see, the Q60. Let's go to well, specs. This is the last model year for this car, isn't it? It may be. So there's the Pure, the Lux, and the Red Sport. See, that's the confusing thing with Infinity. There's no S, but yet on our key it says Q60S. Yeah. So does that mean it's the Red Sport 400? Yeah, I don't know. Like. This doesn't have the wheels that we have. Do we have all drivers? I don't know. I literally, the car's sitting outside. We could find out quite easily, but I don't think there's a Monroney. This is the key, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I knew the car was dated. But that that is a bit unexcusable here in 2022 yeah. to have a, have a key that looks like looks like that. Just yeah. kidding, it's actually this. Oh, you, you tricked us there, Chris. No, this will be kind of a fun car to review because it's a good challenge as as someone who likes to consider themselves a journalist to 
not just take the the low road and and the easy route and just be like yeah it's an old car yeah but but to really try to dig in and and see the merits that this car still provides a remote start one of them oh revolutionary so mm -hmm, already ahead of the game i'm curious if it has which steering it has because oh, as you may or may not know you can have um direct adaptive steering and i don't know if this has it or not well we'll find out as soon as we drive it probably yes and that means that that it's like a if i remember correctly there's no connection between the steering wheel and and the, the wheels just yeah. wires just wires yep so we've got that we also have a car i'm more excited about the Hyundai Ionic 5. Yes. A car I've been looking forward to ever since they announced it because it looks the tits. It looks like a Pixar movie car. Yeah, it looks like an Alfa Romeo. An old Alfa Romeo. Yeah, it kind of does. Or Delta, uh, the, or Lancia. Lancia. Delta Integrale. Yeah, yep, yep. So I think they did a great job with yep. it. I'm excited. I've driven one briefly. Admittedly, it just kind of feels like an EV6. But that's okay. What? An EV6? Oh, I thought you said it feels like any V6. Oh, any V6. I was no. so confused. And I was like, what? It's electric. Any V6, yeah. Yep. A lot more open interior, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've driven, one, I've driven one of them. I have a video up on the Topher channel, actually, of a first impressions on Ionic 5. Cool. If any of you William so Longs want to go watch <laughs> So that'll be exciting. I don't... I don't think we've looked up the info on that one too. I think actually it might be the darker sort of purplish color. So that'll be cool. Oh, is it? Yeah. That'll cool. be nice. I think it's here yet? No, but probably pretty soon. Then the third car, arguably the most exciting. Definitely the most exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> and probably more douchebaggy than the X3M competition is the Ford Bronco Raptor. Yes. And for those of you who have not witnessed a bronco raptor in person they're ginormous i saw one for the first time a few weeks ago driving behind it on the road and it was just the most hilarious sight it was like driving next to a crv and it looked like it could just eat the crv and poop it out the exhaust <laughs> look at the the pure size difference here that is hysterical i mean the normal bronco already looks large when you see it from behind that's a sasquatch bronco too yeah if you could compare the oh here you go An click, click, click that one there's that's, that's an extra regular bronco where what are you telling me to click oh i'm sorry i forgot that one didn't cast see whenever it opens in a new tab it screws me over where am i clicking right here so that's the wrapper next to a non-sasquatch regular bronco yeah i mean that's it it's gonna be absurd. I doubt it would even fit in my garage. It's um, we well, can try. Yeah, I certainly can try because this week we'll have it. And what color is it? I don't know. Ford never tells me anything until about three minutes before the car is delivered. Hopefully, in fact, it's blue. In the case of the Mach One, they just never sent me the Monroni or anything. They sent me a a Google Chrome download file that wasn't fully completed. Yeah, and see, then I never replied to the email where I said, "Hey, I think it's the wrong one." I already, um, <laughs> I already edited my winding road video for the Mach One because oh. some of the guys that I went and drove with, they're like, oh, like they wanted to see the other car, so I just threw it together real quick. And for the graphic, I went on Ford's website and I built out our exact spec Mach One, and that's so how I sometimes got. Sometimes you do have to do that. So that's how I got the MSRP. That Very I nice. So no, if I'm, I'm just... a couple dollars off on the winding road video, I do apologize, but it should be. You will be close. crucified by the winding road viewers. Yeah. Yep, even though prices change every 10 minutes, yeah, so exactly. no one ever really... RMSP doesn't matter. Yeah. 
MS uh, MSRPs are like points on the Price is Right. Not Price is Right. Uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Did you ever used to watch that show? Nope. You never watched Whose Line Is It Anyway? 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 Really? You never watched that, huh? <laughs> it was It was a uh, an improv show. That was on, that was, it was primetime. Drew Carey hosted it. Oh, it had no, Ryan only, Stiles and Colin Mockery. I saw him host uh, Price is Right. After Bob Barker, did he die? Is Bob Barker alive still? Gen Z's, man. Live. What are we going to do with these people? Um, yeah, of course he's dead. Bob? No, I actually am not sure. Barker. I'm pretty sure he died. He is alive still. Is he still? Gosh, he looks really old then. You want to guess how old he is? Or 80. 98. Wow. <laughs> He's still alive. Wow. All right. He's we gotta bring him up. one. Bob. Is his spouse still alive? Gosh, that guy is just ancient. Look at that. Horrifying. He's just an old man. He is just an old man. He was like, which means he was probably in his 80s when he was hosting Price is Right. Yeah. He really stretched it out. I want to bring up this this photo of it, the small one. It's not the it's not going larger. Interesting. Well, we've all learned something here today. Yeah, yeah I know. That's the image I just had up. Yeah, he's he's. It's very old. Old man. Born in 1923. That wow. man lived through a world war, race riots, depression, millennium, 9/11. I mean, COVID nineteen. He's seen some things. Yeah, to make it through COVID is pretty good too. Yeah. Just locked himself in his house mm -hmm. for three years. <laughs> wow, that is a that is a coincidence. <clears throat> Chris Amos, do you have a Monroni for the Mach One? No, Chris. We no, do we not. don't. Yeah. Sorry. I'm excited for Bronco Raptor. It's going to be absurd, but it's going to be fun. If you had the option, would you drive that out to Chicago? The Bronco Raptor? Yes. Really? Screw it, yeah. Spend $600 in fuel. You only live once. Yeah. Yep. Any Copart cars for us? Mm, I don't think so, but I can check. Do you I, have any Copart cars? I did spend some time on Copart. I can't remember well, if so I... So you might have some saved vehicles. I don't think I saved any, unfortunately. I think well, my I... my session has expired. Oh, you remember I bid on one. I bid on that camper. You did? Yeah. I didn't know you bid on that. Did yeah, it started it? at $40. I bid it up to 250 Oh. And the, the person just kept outbidding me, like auto bid, you know. Um, let's see. Bid status. Lots lost. Doesn't come up. Is that because it's already gone? Probably. Yeah, I don't have anything saved. Okay. Is there a history? No. Oh, well. Let's, uh, let's think of something to look up real fast. What's something you've been wanting? Sleep. Hmm. How about a Bentley? Let's see what sort of Bentleys we can find for Matthew. There was that really good Bentley that we had on here. Um, remember the one that hit a pole and it literally was like the whole front of it was like banana shaped? Yes. Yeah. Why isn't it letting me choose Bentley? I go to makes, I scroll down to Bentley. Bentley and I click. Nothing oh, happens. maybe the website's broken. Okay. Well, let's just do this. Um, Vehicle finder. He'd be okay with a 97, right? <laughs> what is a big dog? <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be a motorcycle. Um, 48198. 
And the entire website is locked up. No, you're supposed to search. I don't know it. Yeah, it's screwed up. Okay, the website. Oh, it thought I put in the lot. Oh, it's because it's auto-filling. Here we go. There we go. Yeah, Copart uh, needs to do some repairing on its website. 2,000. Bentley. Let's do 100 miles within us. Guarantee they're not from Flint. We have one. There's one in Detroit. Runs and drives. Minor dents and scratches. 47,000 miles. Real. It's a convertible, too. center cap. Oh, well, not worth it. Well, it's missing all of its center caps. That isn't sketchy at all. And the roof's down outside in a Copart lot. <laughs> but it runs and drives, Chris. Look at this interior. Engine looks like it's never even been touched. And it probably this. hasn't been touched. This is it running. Wow, does it not even have any warning lights on? Looks like it has a brake pad wear warning light. Oh. Oh, what is this? Oh, that's just like the VIN and shit. This looks like a great deal. How much is it? I don't know, but it's an upcoming lot. Oh. Why is What's it at Copart? Does it have a auto check? Does this mean no? That does indeed mean no. Okay. Well, it's it probably will when it gets scheduled. They'll put an auto check up for it. You can I see all 18 accidents it's been in. Do you think they would keep this inside? Probably, yeah. Cool. Or they'll just put the roof up. If that does exist. Or if they have to keep it outside, they'll crash wrap the whole top of it and ruin oh, all the paint. Oh, that's good. All right, well, tune in next week to find out if we buy a Bentley Continental. It's a V8. Yeah. How many cylinders do you think it's running on? At least six. At least six. I would say between six and eight. Yeah. Between six and ten. I'll go even more optimistic. Okay. Give somewhere it, give somewhere it in that range. There. Yep. Six and three quarters. Yep. Thank you all so much for listening in. We are going to go outside and check out our new whips and shoot some videos on them. They might be very identical colors, come to think of it. I thought you said the Ionic 5 was purple. Yeah, the Infinity's kind of purplish too, isn't it? I thought it was gray. It's like a gray. It's, it's that new like grayish, purplish, bluish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Depends on the cloud cover. Yeah. And we will talk at you next week. We are Charlie and Chris with Daily Motor. And as always, douchebag on. Bentley on. That's the theme of this week is... Douchebag on. Douchebag. Yeah. It's kind of a shame we didn't have the X3M and the Bronco Raptor combined. You and I could have driven to downtown Ann Arbor with like stutter shades on and like flat brim hats. That would have been a funny video. Seeing who could have been more of a tool. Yeah. Is tool like the politically correct version of douchebag? like to say that. I think you could say that. I don't think any... I don't think there's any politically correct word for anything Nob. anymore. Huh? Knob. Nob. Noba. Mm -hmm.